notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No. It's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. Are you guys sniffing old newsprint or something? You think you really know what's happening around here, don't you? Well, I'll tell you something. You don't know shit, buddy. Yeah. You think we just work at a comic book store for our folks, huh? Actually, I thought it was a bakery. This is just our cover. We're dedicated to a higher purpose. We're fighters for truth, justice, and the American way. I don't think you do. <laughs> no, 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 I got it. Tell me, Dave, why'd you tell your Steelers defense to do so shitty? Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. Yeah, it's it's weird that I have to, you know, if you've listened to us for a while, you know we're from New England. Yes. We're Patriots fans. Dave, Dave's got a Every uh, once in a while, a we have to... Pl- <laughs> you know what, though? I can justify it because it literally pays my bills. I know a lot of people have multiple favorite teams. Eric has like three favorite teams. I don't want to upset... If you're, if you're a fan of Arthur's podcast and you're listening to it, <laughs> I don't want to insinuate that I'm not a Steelers fan, but I would never be a Steelers fan if I didn't work for a former Steelers player. <laughs> Wait, and it's, not, and it's our, not really an issue until we play each other. Yeah, which is once every two years. Yeah. Maybe. Or three. if we get to the... Uh, or if we get to... To the deep playoffs. in the playoffs, so what's who, who knows what's going to happen this year? So, all right, that's enough for the NFL uh, preview. How have you been, man? Haven't seen you in a bit. Been good, been good. Doing resting. My have we mentioned you got two new kittens on the pod? Two new kittens, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. How how are you loving the kittens? Up They're there? good. Kitten life is great because Kitten it doesn't life. last very long. Yeah, I feel bad. They have to they they have to stick and move. Like we haven't introduced them to our other two cats yet. Formally, are you afraid they're gonna? Uh... Well, we just trying to slow play it. There's no reason not to. How long have these bitches been living here? When they finally find out, yeah, do they know? They don't even haven't even they have no. no they've clue? seen each other. Oh, okay. They've hear so each other. The, they see the glass. each other. No, they've come in the same room. They've gotten face to face. Oh, okay. And but we've separated them. I'm more worried about what they do when you're not there. The older cats running away because they're angry. Okay. If you stay out overnight, you get a chance. To, there's a good chance you're going to get killed. Yeah, yeah, out there. It's a it's really just, dangerous. It's the farm, man. It's a murder farm. It's a murder farm. <laughs> it literally sure. is. Lots of things die on that farm. Uh, will the kittens ever be allowed outside? Yeah. Oof, that's scary. I I couldn't do it, man. It's like it's bad enough to have an outdoor cat just having to worry about the road. You know, Sammy was four months. Animals. Was maybe six months when we let him out. I think. Yeah. They have to get big enough so that I don't think a hawk is going to take pick them off because we have hawks everywhere well now you can't bring them in because they've experienced shangri-la you can't take that from them what's that <laughs> like you can't take the older cats and bring them in oh no no, no 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 for good now so it's just a pain in the ass yeah. because you have to get them every night yeah and they don't know you still do back. bring them in every day oh, yeah, oh okay night. cool nice well i have done a whole lot of nothing except watch movies and plan for a toronto trip in like two and a half weeks we'll be going to toronto and uh we booked I don't want to drive. You know, I hear it's horrible to drive there. It's, it's a nightmare. Just That's why. And we had a great time Ubers Ubering. And, and, um, public we like subways. If, yeah, there's, yeah. if there's a subway mm-hmm. system in the city, we use it. Well, we really enjoyed the uh, the Uber was super cheap in San Francisco, which it really shouldn't have been. But it's just everything was close enough. And it was like $15 there, $16 there. It was, yeah, it was pretty good. So I think we're going to do that. But we're going to Niagara Falls. We got two concerts to go to. That first night we get there, we're going to go see Lizzo. And then we're going to go see Iron Maiden on Tuesday. And uh, we want to go to Niagara Falls 
we were going to do it on Monday, and I realized Columbus Day is uh, is our holiday here. There on Monday, that uh, whatever that date is, the tenth, I think that's their Thanksgiving. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's Canada's Thanksgiving. Yeah, what's their? Like, what's a typical shit. Canadian Thanksgiving I don't know. dinner? They, they apparently have no big t- deal where it was because apparently it used to be in April, and they were like, yeah. "Ah, fuck it, let's and throw they it." Just moved it. <laughs> we, our people would lose their shit if you tried to do that. Well, first of all, you a, couldn't. Everybody would just continue to celebrate it on the, yeah, yeah, that's on what, the third and maybe they do. Maybe, maybe there are people on, that are April. Well, here's <laughs> the problem people. here in the U.S. It, it's a it's a change of marketing. Like there's a distinct. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's October. It's November first. Thanksgiving stuff hits yeah. the floor. The day that Halloween is over, Halloween's over. Well, it does get the 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 shaft over here. So there's a good chunk of people that would probably be all right. Now we can just move to Christmas like we want to do. You know. Well, they start. They just keep moving the date back yeah. on everything though. Now, now you can get Halloween. You'll see people with Halloween stuff oh, in yeah. August. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so I. I didn't want to plan anything big for Monday in case they are doing some shits closed or something like that. So I, I uh, planned our Niagara Falls trip for Sunday. And uh, you take the train. It's like a two-hour train ride all the way over there. So she's never been on a train, so it'll be a nice train ride. And then you spend like eight hours there, and they have tons of shit to do. But they have one of those uh, – uh, they have two towers. It looks just like the CN Tower that's in Toronto, but they have another one in Niagara Falls where at the very top is a restaurant that does mm-hmm. a 360 fucking thing. And like one rotation an hour, and the food is insanely uh, expensive, but hell, you're on vacation. So. There's a comedian that does a bunch of jokes. He's from – that area he's yeah. canadian um trying to can't remember his name right now but anyways he does a lot of making fun of niagara fall jokes <laughs> really? the, because it's like all you're gonna see is 500 asian tourists and, <laughs> and, and ponchos i mean that's true uh so i'm so we booked the the reservation at the restaurant for lunch, and we I booked the behind the uh, the falls thing that we can go behind the falls and everything, and they allow you to zip line. Don't, you don't do go over the barrel. Don't do the over the barrel. Ride. I think they got rid. That of, one sucked. I think they got rid of the over the barrel right after Superman two. Uh, <laughs> Some lady survived in like the thirties. Yeah, you do hear that that people have done that before and they That's survived. Crazy. It's insane, especially when you take a peek at it. So, so yeah, it should be fun. But I've watched some movies. I'm gonna give you. I'll take you over to Paul's movie nook right now, and I'm I'm not gonna talk about all of them i'm gonna save a little for justin's pod uh that i do with justin because i've i've watched 15 since the last time we did it but i will pull out a couple of the standouts that i won't have to talk a whole uh, lot about uh the barbarian movie that's in the theater is the best horror movie that we've had since probably get out yeah i i'm pretty firm that that's and it might even be better than a get out it's absolutely perfect it's the kind of airbnb horror movie and i'm not gonna tell anybody about it the trailer is really good but the trailer looks like they ruin a lot and the trailer is very misleading so you're actually smiling throwing it because i was like oh man this is nothing like what the fucking trailer said and this is crazy and it was a certain level there was an undercurrent of really good comedy in it that paired well that it was just it was done perfectly the comedy where it was not in any way a comedy uh movie but they had funny situations there was a there's a great moment and i'll allude to it here but it'll give you the idea of the comedy with it you you see in the trailer that there's like this the girl comes into the airbnb and there's something going on in the basement you see a bunch of stairs and a long thing and everything well later on in the movie the the guy who owns the airbnb comes in and some incidents has already happened and he didn't and things are a little uh, astray and he looks and he sees the the basement stairs that he didn't even know about and 
instead of being freaked the fuck out, he was so happy that he could add square footage to his Airbnb that he spends the next five minutes just measuring it out as he's going down the tunnel. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Knowing that, oh my God, horrible shit's going to happen mm. to him and all he cares about is the square footage here. <laughs> so it was really, really great in that aspect. Uh, one of the other really good ones, uh, there's a Bollywood movie out available on Amazon Prime that I've looked at a lot of top 10 list of t- best 2022 movies. And it's always on the top. No matter what list I look at, the movie is called RRR. So three R's. And I watched Arr. it and it's three hours long. <laughs> is it a pirate movie? No, <laughs> it's three hours long and it is amazing. It was almost like it. A, in subtitled? It, it, yeah, in subtitled. And it was like an Indian, almost superhero movie, but a little bit more grounded. Uh, but it had some superhero type elements to it about, to uh i can't even explain it just watch the trailer and it's phenomenal i was smiling and loving it through the whole thing and uh i even had tell justin i said like, this is where marvel's failing i'll mention uh i'll skip some of the other fantastic ones on my list and i'll, I'll i saw the pearl movie in the theater really really good uh check that out also i saw ms 45 for the first time since the clips on Terror in the Isles. You know what MS-45 is? Uh, yes. That's the, fem- the the female vigilante. She gets raped and she kills the guy with the iron and yeah. then she goes out. She's wearing like the leather thing. I had, I definitely had not seen it because it was shocking to me to watch it. It's Abel Ferreira. If you're familiar with Abel Ferreira, Abel Ferreira does Bad Lieutenant. And he did the old uh, one or the new one? Uh, the older one. Okay. Not the Port of Call. The, not, not the Nick Cage one. The uh, Harvey Keitel one. And if you watch that, it's fucked up. I mean, it's he's fucked it's fucked up, fucked up. I mean, there's like raping nuns on the altar and shit like that. And then there's a really explicit scene where Harvey Keitel jacks off onto the window yeah. of a of a car that he pulled over, and it was very disturbing. So I I figured his early movie was going to have some of that, and we saw clips in Terror in the Isles from it. Man, it was bad. The first ten minutes of the movie. You've got this mute girl. I didn't realize she was mute watching all those trailers or those clips from uh, from Terror in the Isles. She's a mute girl, and she's walking home from work, and she gets pulled in an alley and raped. And then uh, real quick, raped. He leaves. She lays on the ground and cries for a while and gets upset. And then she drags herself back home, disheveled, shirt open. There's a home intruder already in her house, and she gets raped again. <laughs> 10 minutes after she was just raped. I was like, holy shit. And she couldn't take it this time. She bashes a guy's head in and takes that iron and fucking irons him in the back of the head. Well, instead of calling the police and or calling somebody uh, because she was probably at, in, very much in the right to kill this guy, she chopped him up in the bathroom. It, it looks like we stole this, for, uh, the silent... Uh, uh, not Silent of Sweet Sorrow scene Sweet Sorrow from this movie because it's the same. She's chopping the leg off and everything. She's put. She's taking the. Was leg. that my greatest idea ever? Uh, is yeah, using the, and then it's the her ham bone. Clean, it's her <laughs> cleaning up. It looks like we recreated the scene from MS Forty Five if someone was to watch it. So it's very funny. Uh, and then she puts all the body parts in bags and she keeps them in her fridge. And every time she leaves, she brings a different body part down. She's got a nosy neighbor. Then she starts getting Charles Bronson. Anybody she sees, she takes out her forty five and she'll just blow their head off and then there, walk away. It reminds me of uh, Tightrope. It's kind of tightrope-ish, yeah, because she was also she was raped. raped with uh, her sister. I think you're thinking sudden no wasn't it? i think you're right i think it was, i always confuse sudden when impact they were, had the fire everybody yeah, yeah, were around yeah. the fire and, and it was his wife uh no the the killer was the killer from uh, murphy's law yeah. yeah she was really good in that but there's not very many ser- 
female. No, actually, it was Sandra Locke. Killer. Wasn't Sandra Locke the killer in that? I think so. That was uh, Clint Eastwood's old squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, MS-45, and it was hard to... Uh, actually, it's it's easy to stream. I think it was on... Um, it might have been on Peacock, or but I think Tubi has it, too, if anyone wants to check it out. It's good, 1981, but it's it's able for error, so it's got a lot of freaking crazy stuff in there. I actually... We actually watched a really good romantic comedy which is not my thing normally unless the unless there's something really special about it i'm gonna pass on it almost every time and what was special about it it was a romantic car uh comedy starring charlie day and jenny slate and i was like god man those are almost like the the male female versions of each other you know jenny slate Mm -hmm. is too they're both so fucking funny and I, i saw the thing where they both get dumped at the beginning of the movie and then they end up meeting each other because they work at the same office and they were both in like the uh the hallway having a cigarette break and they I was just dumped I was just dumped and then they start hanging out and realize let's break our exes up he says you go be slutty around mine and I'll go uh, I'll go befriend yours and so she was dating the the biggest uh, thing of fiction in the movie is Jenny Slate dating uh, Clint Eastwood's son Scott Eastwood oh, yeah, yeah. have you seen him no. he, I know yeah he's, he's like handsome. a specimen yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jenny Slate's funny as hell but come on and same with Charlie Day Charlie's Day's uh, man I could just hear him talk all day long and it'll just make me laugh so a lot of it is him getting drunk and do you like you watch him a lot in philadelphia i don't i don't go back he's awesome in that. yeah that show just went a little off the rails that show goes off the rails every episode did you hear what happened to the other guy this week Which uh, in the news not charlie day but the other guy who's jack now okay, with the beard yeah, yeah, yeah. he got a online uh colonoscopy colonoscopy i can't say it Colonoscopy. There you go. With Ryan Reynolds. Ryan yeah. Reynolds was had yeah, yeah, yeah. had. And I they, saw the headline. Do you see the headline where yeah. it was like Ryan Reynolds and one more actor got a colonoscopy on uh, on on Twitch or whatever it was that they streamed it on and everything. And he circled the other actor. He's like, really? That's <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Eighteen seasons long. <laughs> that show is right now or something like that. So yeah, if you like romantic comedies, uh, I, I put it on my decent list. And the only reason it made it on my decent list is because it's just not my genre. I, I was surprised I even liked it at all. Now the the bad one, and I'm going to talk about this with Justin. So we'll move on right after this one. I'm gonna I'll, I'll just say that it made my dog shit list. That Thor: Love and Thunder was so bad. I heard it was really bad. So bad. Yeah, I don't even like that. And stuff. I love every Marvel movie and I don't mind and Thor Ragnarok was great I love the comedy they just they tripled quadrupled down on the comedy where it was so stupid that it was cringeworthy and I just couldn't even I I was checking out and I was like this is so bad it's probably the worst movie I've seen since that second Halloween uh, movie that came out there you have it yeah it, it was so fucking bad. And it made me realize that, damn it, now I have to pick and choose my Marvel movies. Because before, I would go in blindly. I'd see them all. Like Eternals, they've been slipping big time. And well, ju- you, can't, you can't pump them out as fast as yeah. they're doing it. I think when, when Thanos died in that uh, Avengers Endgame and they started the next phase, that next phase I would sucks, watch superhero dude. movies if the superhero-ness was closer to real life. Like if they wound, like almost with the Bruce Willis one yeah. in Sixth Sense. Like he was a superhero, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he wasn't with a cape flying around in this crazy world. It's it just no laws. And they limits. had a perfect mix of action and comedy going for them, and they just straight up like the She-Hulk show that I almost check but that's out every Disney's week. Fault, right? Yeah, it's Disney's fault, and they're picking the wrong directors. Tiki Watiti is a, a fucking comedy director. He's hilarious. Yeah, uh, and you, you need to. 
Pete, someone who's a bit more. They should go dark. More, more for respectful. A couple more movies. I, they will. I think the uh, there's called there's the new uh, Secret Invasion with uh, Samuel Jackson that looks dark and it looks like gritty and it looks awesome. And Star Wars is doing the same thing. Well, Star Wars is killing it right now. But that Andor series came out today and there's like three episodes and it's very Rogue One. It's all about the uh, the treachery that goes behind and the the secret stuff. And it's going to be the good thing about Disney is they they're good. They have a good team that manages. What's doing poorly and what's not? Yeah, they'll, so they, they'll, they'll adjust it. it. They're not that she hulk is dog shit. It's absolute dog shit, and I I really try. The, and the female old, attorney. Yeah, yeah, and I I stay every week. It looks silly when I see the commercials. Yeah, yeah. I gotta realize, and even going in knowing I'm gonna get silly, it's still fucking bad. The the but do people like it? The though? digital but other people. Some like people it? do. Some people do. Some people hate I mean, it. It's like fifty fifty. The digital effects is bad. I saw some and I was like, this it's is bad. why they're going back it, to it. It looks like bubblegum at some yeah. t- time. So I'm not sure if they just give a less budget for the Maybe. TV ones and everything. The only reason it keeps me continuous is because Daredevil is supposed to come. But the, it's going to be the sucker move that there's 10 episodes. In episode mm. 10, last 10 minutes, you'll see uh. his fucking face appear in the corner of the screen. <laughs> here I am, guys. Uh, I'm here. See you guys waited series. all for this, you son of a bitches. <laughs> so. <laughs> you can't screw over your audience. Yeah. Um, I should mention before we get on to our next thing, I just got that Regal Unlimited car, which I probably should have had in a while. But back in the day, remember there was that other service that really fucked... Movie Pass. Movie Pass really fucked the goose on that one. They just... They got... They didn't know what they had. Why the why Regal wouldn't do it for themselves? Yeah. Why would they allow a third party to do it is beyond me. Well, what's interesting is Regal sat back and they watched what didn't work with MoviePass. Maybe. And they were like, and yeah, they but did. you should have known that ahead of time. There's no stipulations enough. with it now. You can order them whenever you want, as many times as you want. You can order it like three weeks in advance. I already have my tickets for Don't Worry Darling and, and picked my seat. I had my p- ticket for Smile. Uh, that comes out next week on the 30th. I've had my ticket for that for uh, like three weeks to a month already. Uh, and I'm about to buy the ticket for Amsterdam. Some movies, they wait to like within two weeks before you can start buying them. The the philosophy of sales for movie theater should be the same as a golf course. If you, The golf course is here. It doesn't cost any money yeah. for it to not be. The movie's going to play. Yep. You yeah, just yeah. got to get people yeah, yeah. in. You get somebody in at 30, somebody in at 40, somebody in at 20, give away three tickets. You know, you, you just... They could give away all the tickets if, if you were if, if you were made to buy concessions because that's where the money is anyways. Yeah. Like those, you lo- probably lose money on the film and make I like, lots I paid, of money selling popcorn because popcorn t- costs 39 cents. If you go to the movies more than... T- movies, single movies, 14 bucks. It, that's 20, crazy. 22 unlimited. So if you go see more than two movies a month, or, yeah. or if you go more than one movie a month. That's what they're trying to do, is yeah. to get you to go twice a month. Yeah. And that's and what... So, that's probably their whole financial scheme. It's like, we can get everybody to go twice. I've gone three times so Who far. Who cares if they go more? I, they're I not going to go more wait. enough to lose seats, I don't think. And this is the time to do it. Movies are killing it in 2022. I'm telling you. 20, you go back and look at the movies for 20, and it's understandable, pandemic and stuff like that, but the movies for the last three or four years have been dog shit. This year, I could my top, I could make a top 20 list of 2022, so when we do our year review, it's going to have to be really trimmed up, but uh, yeah, this is a good time for movies, people. And when like did I, that 1912 come out? 1917. 17, that was sorry. 2020. Or actually, the end of 2019 into 2020. That's the most recent movie I've that seen. That was, other than these last bunch of the ones, no, I saw some Marvel movies. I saw Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, and then recently all these horror movies, so yeah. Up until then, that was my last one, too, but uh, yeah, they're killing it right now, so, and 
I've been telling everyone, I'll, I'll mention again, that Barbarian movie, that the reason to see that in the theater, I was in the theater with 12 people, and it was the most vocal movie theater that I've been in, and so I can just imagine what a full, and that's what I'm hearing from people. They're going, go to a packed theater. You need to see this during a packed theater, because I had... And the way the movie theaters are now, and you can pick your seats, you don't have anyone near you. Especially opening, uh, I've realized, opening day, first showing, dead. 15, 20 people at the most. And so I had one person, four seats to my left, and well, one go person in the, the end of the aisle. Yeah, yeah. So you were almost, very rarely, you were ever going to be yeah. in a packed theater. But even with 12 people, I hear this woman going, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then the, there was a group of people in front of me, and her screaming, don't go down there, don't go down there. And I was like, holy crap, this is the type of shit you get with a packed theater, not 12 people. So I can imagine what it was, and when I go on Twitter. Who talks to the movie screen? They, Have you ever people done People are ever? loving it. No. Well, I might, at the very most, I might, if I was Be really snarky. scared, I would go, whoa, maybe. Because <laughs> that's what I do around here. If I see something, like we were in the backyard and saw another snake the other day, and I was like, whoa, I don't scream. I just go, whoa, and I take a jump back. <laughs> so go to see that in the theater if it's still in there uh, when you're listening to this, trust me. But two movies today that are bringing to the table to represent that are on our 100 favorite films list. Yours is going to be, and there's two horror movies, which I love. Yes. Yours is... Lost Boys. 1987, if I'm uh, not Pretty much. If I have a comedy ever... And that's where it was done really well. Between 83 and and maybe some early ones that I saw in 83. But 83 to 89, if I have 20 comedies on my 100 list, 90% of them are going to be from that period. Yeah. And it's not really a comedy i mean it's got its com- comedic elements in it and everything but it's not like a. it's pretty funny i, I mean there's some good scenes that are, that are funny all the frog <laughs> it scared stuff me and stuff. It, it, all right before we go into it, let okay. me i'll mention mine then we'll go back we'll circle back and mine is going to be aliens i love aliens That's I, not I have a, a good memory <laughs> of the first time i saw both these movies which always makes it even a little bit better for me uh i don't know why but i love aliens i love it more than aliens i love aliens that might be an, more than a alien. big uh thing for people I know a lot of people are, and I'm more of a, I'm probably equally as a sci-fi as a horror guy, but man, that Aliens was so good. But we'll talk about that. Because it's both. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lost Boys, John uh, Joel Schumacher, yep. which I love, it, one, on one of my 100 favorite lists is Falling Down, in my opinion, the best Michael Douglas movie probably ever after he's a really, Wall Street. He's a small guy, right? Isn't he like a really tiny, timid, Joel Schumacher? timid guy? Uh, yeah, he's tiny. He's uh, He was always like really openly small. openly gay, always added a little kind of gay elements to his movies that weren't like overt, but he kind of threw them in there. I mean, if you look at Lost Boys, you, you watch that guy <laughs> that with guy the, saxophone. the saxophone. <laughs> I think about that scene yeah. sometimes for no reason. <laughs> he goes to cons. <laughs> because here's the crazy thing. It wasn't. He got lost screen time. Oh shit! Yeah, and he got famous because of that. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, he he gets money at cons for that type of I shit. I bet he was dating Joel Schumacher. I'm gonna even all the 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 vampires. He was at the casting session. He says, "I want the hot dudes to be the vampires. This is all about vampires." I mean, Jason Patrick was the new kid on the scene. Yep. Obviously, um, Kiefer had been around for Kiefer a long had been time for a while. Um, and the, the, Fel- the Feldman. Alex Winter. Alex Winter yep. was already, he had already done Bill and Ted, I think. Had I think he? Bill and Ted was 86, if I'm uh, not correct. Or maybe it was afterwards. Let me look Bill and Ted up really quick. But we always knew Alex Winter. And then the other two guys we really didn't know. Uh, Alex Winter. Uh, seriously, you don't peel off on it right away? Oh, I picked up Bill Winter. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should look up Bill and Ted, but there we go. Herman. 
What's his name? Herman. The head vampire. Oh, yeah. Bernard. Uh, I think it was Bernard Herman. No, no, no. I'm thinking of the, the Herman other guy. is either his character's name or another character he did's name, but I don't know why I always come from Herman. All right, come on. Why is it so hard to check out Bill Dead? Oh, there it is right there. And it is 1989. Jesus, so it was right before it. Let me look up Lost Boys real quick. Uh, Edward Herman Edward is what Herman. his uh, name is. He's from Gilmore Girls. He's like the that's uh, right, that's right. Uh, the matriarch of the, uh, uh, the. He's way more famous than Gilmore Girls. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> no, he really is. Uh, I knew him from a lot of uh, different stuff. This was a great movie growing up. Oh, Overboard. He was great in Overboard. Oh, he played right. the husband that just was happy that Goldie Hawn had got pitched off the fucking yeah, 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 yeah. He was great in that, man. <laughs> I see Edward Herman in a, a lot of uh, random <laughs> stuff. Overboard. My favorite scene still when she's sitting in the chair mumbling and they're throwing oh, yeah, yeah. shit <laughs> at her head. <laughs> she's been doing that all day. So, great <laughs> cast, man. Corey Haim. I mean, everything I mean, they was were the, They were probably in their prime. Because the they Corys, started working together. Yeah, so this was 87. This might have been the first thing they had done together because this was way... License to Drive was License to Drive was after this. So was Dream a Little Dream uh, was after this. Diane Weist was in this. I always loved Diane Weist. Bernard Hughes (laughs) was the grandfather. Uh, Edward Herman, Keith O'Sullivan. Oh, Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz never has looked better than Lost Boy. She was so great. Uh, Corey Feldman, uh, the other frog brother, uh, was named... uh, Jameson, and it's weird that his name was Jameson back then. Uh, I can understand a new kid being named Jameson, but it, it seems weird to name him uh, an older kid named that. Uh, Jameson Newlander was the other kid in it. We didn't, uh, we didn't know much about and everything. And then the other two, like uh, uh, hot vampires, I guess you'd call them, <laughs> would be uh, Brooke McCarter and Billy Worth. Billy Worth sounds famous, uh, that name. I wonder what else he had been in. He was in Boys on the Side. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe I was wrong about that. You were wrong. Sorry, Barry. You got the plug anyways. <laughs> maybe you just carry Take the take compliment, off. Billy. <laughs> It'll take off from here. <laughs> I heard you were in a movie. <laughs> so the first time I saw this was Marie. Our cousin Marie had come to, uh, come to Mansfield. And she was hanging out for the day. She must have been babysitting or something. And she was like, uh, let's go to the video store and rent a movie. Have you seen Lost Boys? And she's like, you'd love it. It's about vampires and comic books, and it's really good. And But it's rated R. I'll call your mom and see if it's all right. She wanted to make sure that uh, that it was all right with mom. So she called mom at work and said, can Paul watch Lost Boys? It's nothing in it. There's no nudity or anything, and it's some scary stuff, but that's it. She's like, sure. So me and Marie went to Video Junction, rented Lost Boys, came back, watched it, loved it, thought it was uh, great. So I always got that with her. Uh, when Do you remember the first time you watched it? I, it must have been when we rented it. It might have been that it night. It might have been the same night. Yep. I can't imagine what I would be doing There were a otherwise. lot of times. I think that's why what it, year was was it was so 87. 87. So so it was. if it did come out on VHS... I didn't get my license till like 89. It so. was probably late 87 or early 98. Where we, or 88 when we saw this because mm-hmm. they actually the movies that came in the theater in 87 really did take about nine months to come out on VHS. Crazy how long it took. Nine months about. So... If it came out in the beginning of 87, there's possibly we saw it at the end, but chances are it was probably the beginning of 88. And I think that was the reason we watched so many movies is because one of us, usually me, would rent the movie early in the day and watch it by myself or with Brad or with whoever I was hanging out with. And then at night, you would watch it or Dad would watch it or and then I'd get to see it a second time. So I mean, that happened a lot. I remember doing that specifically with uh, Big... Pee-wee's Big Adventure, uh, Batman, that when I rented it, I watched it immediately and then rewatched it several times. Our months. place was always the place to hang out at. Yeah. If you stayed at our house from the Christian school yeah. on a Friday night, 
you could stay up as long as you want. Yeah. We didn't have a bed. I was time. telling Christina, it was also the type of house that it wasn't unusual that that people would walk in that living room uh, outside door without even knocking. <laughs> I remember several times like Steve Childers just walked in or Brad oh, yeah, yeah. walked in yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might give a courtesy knock, but they would walk right in. Hey, it's, or it was common to open the door. Hey, Mr. Dupree, Paul here or whatever. You know, yeah. It'd be they, weird now. Now you get rock salt shot at you. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Um, well, the, well, the here's a weird thing. I told you this before. Um, our house, neither Maria or I have a key. Oh, really? It hasn't been locked since we moved in. <laughs> Hello, where does Dave live? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to get past. Oh, yeah, Lizzie. you got a lot of You got a lot, you of, got a lot of dodging to do. Yeah, if you, you got a lot of animals. And I don't have much great stuff, so you're, <laughs> I would advise <laughs> yeah. against it. You're going to be great. Unless you're a big golf fan. <laughs> <laughs> or you're like, but you don't even gold have a key. Bars, I think maybe? I would want a key, man. I'm sure there's some, I'm sure somewhere. There's one someplace. <laughs> I'm sure there, I would have to probably try 10 keys to see which one worked. Yeah. But there's. It seems like it'd be so easy to get in our house. What's the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're you're out there in the middle of people have really got to try to get out there. I mean, that only happens in our nobody's come nobody's home invading those my neighborhood because ninety nine percent of everybody's armed. Yeah, that's what it is with rural, especially rural Florida. You you want to have a big dog. Yeah, you want to break into someone's house, break into a college student's car, maybe. But you're gonna break into a fucking uh, I've house in rural Florida. Good luck. I don't do it much anymore, but there was a time I. By the time Lizzie barked, if it was a certain type of bark, I'd oh, be in the front it? yard with the gun yeah. in like 60 seconds. Crazy. I don't want to have to make judgments on shooting people when I'm half asleep. All right. I don't know where that came from. Let's go back to uh, to the, the... It was made up city, right? San, Santa Clara. Santa Clara. They, it, was that Santa an actual Clara. place? It's an actual place. Okay. But... And obviously went down to the uh, it's very rich. The, the very famous yeah, yeah. line at the end of the yeah. movie. We're assuming everyone's seen Lost Boys. We're yeah. just going to talk about That's one about thing it. I always hated about uh, Santa Clara was the goddamn all vampires. All the damn vampires. <laughs> and then the, the shock on the face yeah. and the closing and then going into the... I don't know why they didn't use the actual door song, well, but it, it was one of the better remakes. Here's one dick move. Wouldn't he warn them oh, yeah, yeah. about vampires? Yeah. If it was a real problem of vampires and you had your grandson come out there... It kind of he's fits, good recruitment. It's true, but he kind of fits with the character. You know? It does. Because it does. he was very flippant. Maybe he just assumed everybody. One of my favorite characters in the movie, too. It's so good. That's why it's great about this movie, because I saw it at the right age. 87? Holy crap. You I, were the, I if was you were 12, the same age. I was there. If you were the same age as the, the Corys, yep. this movie probably played a lot better than if you were older. Yeah. Like most movies that you were Justin Pick, I, I wonder why I don't have this on my top 100, because it is... It might be on my top 100, actually. I'd have to uh, recheck this, but very possibility that this might be on my top I mean, top it's 100. a great story. Such with a all great the, movie, man. With all the right actors and, and the way they went in. Vampire movies are have their own, like, sect, think, too. And, and think of vampire movies pre-87. Yeah. You know, and we're talking. When was Fright Night? 85. Okay. So that was Fright one Night of the better was ones. was almost the gold standard That was the time. gold standard. I agree with that 100%. Unless you were into some of those Nosferatu styles. Of and the Hammer, uh, the Hammer Horrors. And later in my I'm life. I'm more of a Co- Abbott and Costello vamp- meet the uh, vampire. Well, it's weird. Early in our lives, we were exposed to a lot of the Universal Monsters. Oh, yeah. But not until later in life, and thankfully because of Eric, that I got into the Hammer Horror movies. And you watch them now, they're so much better than the uh, than the Universal ones. So much better. <laughs> what was the one with George Harrison? Oh, that's not a Hammer movie. That, that's, no, I know. Uh, that's, uh, what vampire movie is that? Damn. Vampire in Brooklyn? No, no that's Vampire, uh, love it first bite. Love it first bite. No, that, that might be, yeah, because once bitten is Jim Carrey. I think it's love it first bite. And that was always on heavy rotation in the when we had oh, yeah. 
when we had HBO. The Dracula, the Frank Langella Dracula is actually pretty good. But yeah, it, it was weird. It was always, it was still cape in the uh, the pointed hair at the front when you did stuff. Yeah. So not until, you're right, Fright Night really kind of changed the game. And then it went, it, Joel Schumacher really brought it in back to the kind of like sexy teenagers, not these like old men who've been like huddled up in their house that they go out at night and they like ravage the city. There's some great stuff Jim, that they Jim use. Jim Norton has a great Dracula joke. He was talking about somebody and he's like, that guy's old. That guy looks like he runs errands for Dracula <laughs> during the day. <laughs> Rasputin. <laughs> That's funny. But I, I love how the, the camera work that they use for this as like oh, them flying. The yeah. Like coming down It's almost like a drone. Car. It had one of the coolest scenes I've ever scene was well, they had a bunch of cool scenes but the the one that stuck with me was when they were first trying to recruit him and they went to the bridge yeah oh, yeah and they were all hanging uh, under the bridge this was already making him look like he was tripping balls too because yeah. of the the worms yeah, and yeah. The, uh, the blood but the bridge wasn't that high it well no it was he flew he already was a vampire at that well point. that was when that was when he uh uh yeah that's when he kind of turned was at but it was always a freaky Oh, it's a scary scene, man. Oh, and they just and rolled they just, in the fog, and you heard the voice, come on, Michael, come with us, let go, let go, Michael. And then when he did, that's where they did that great transition of him falling and then falling into the back of the bed, which was really great. I love that transition. And then he slept all day, and because it's different with every vampire movie. Some of the transitions take weeks, some take hours. So this one took about 24 hours. He felt like shit, and then it came on slow because remember... One of my favorite scenes is where Corey, uh, Corey Heyman already visited the Frog Brothers. They gave him the comic. He's kind of skittish about it. I love that he wasn't really into this shit, you know? But the scene where he's uh, taking a bath with a nook, the, uh, the white German shepherd, yeah. and Michael's coming upstairs. He just can't control himself. I don't know what he was going to do. And then he a nook jumped through that door and fucking yeah. attacked him and then bit him really bad. And he was like, what'd you do to my dog? He was like, he was protecting you. And then uh, he sees his... Uh, his non-reflection, his non-reflection. They kept with the rules pretty well. They kept with the rules pretty well. They had the holy water. They had garlic. They, they had, had the, the don't be invited in, which was, a, in. was a big I mean, one. all big tenets of it, but it was like wrapped up in like a, a hip kind yeah, of. It was there was a some, hip. And the, there was some good music. The I relationship remember. you got to realize like when you, they started the movie and they saw all those missing signs, a lot of them were victims, but a lot of those signs were some of the vampires. Like we're sealing B- Billy Worth and you see the... Uh, uh, the little kid. Uh, it's the attack of Eddie Munster. <laughs> you see him on the back of like a milk carton and stuff. And uh, same with, they were all stolen, kidnapped children, basically, that they're turning into vampires. And when you realize Jamie Gertz was supposed to be like the first kill, because they also, and this isn't in every vampire lore, that they, Michael was not bitten when he was starting the turn. You he know? was drinking. The he blood, was drinking right? the blood. Not until the uh, he was actually bitten does he become full vampire. That's why he was able to come back because he was supposed to be Jamie Gertz's first kill, but she fell in love with him and didn't want it and everything. And they realized, wait, this doesn't have to go this way. If we kill the head vampire, this will work. All time favorite scene is when Edward uh, Herman shows up at the house and he's well. He's been secretly dating Diane Weist. Yeah, the mother. And you don't realize he's the head vampire. He's he's running all these kids. He he works at the video store. He runs that whole strip down there, which might have been must have been a nightmare to film all that stuff down there. Uh, Great motorcycle chase. I love it. But when Michael's about to leave 
And Edward Herman shows up. He says, you're the man of the family, and I'm not going to come in until you invite me. And it was very smartly done, yeah. dude. Oh, so smartly done. And in 87, it wasn't a big point of con- uh, contention that vampires had to be let in. It wasn't until after Lost Boys that was really in the in the public consciousness. Yeah. So that's something But it had that, to have been in part of the lore anyways. It was part of the lore, but I don't think a lot of people knew about yeah. it because right then... I don't let anybody in. No one knew about regardless. it at that point, you know? We still thought Michael was... Uh, we thought Kiefer was the head vampire through the whole thing. They did a really great job of trying to do that, especially since Edward Hermer passed all the tests, not realizing that uh, you can't invite a vampire in your uh, home. It'll... Re- uh, it'll leave you uh, powerless against them, which I don't know if that was ever used again. Like, I still think if you brought Jerry Dandridge in the house from Fright Night and you throw out holy water on him, it's still going to fuck him up. Yeah. And it didn't really uh, do much of things. But I, I love when they put garlic on it and on the food and all that well, stuff. Well, the, the assault on the house at the end. At the end. Well, even before that, let's go back just one scene where they go to the caves. Yeah, that cave was pretty sweet. Oh. They had like a that was a like sound a studio clubhouse. that someone made a great yeah, sound yeah. studio there, and they really decked it out. But when they went into the bowels and they found them, and I love how confident the Frog Brothers were. Like they've done it a hundred times, which they I don't think they'd ever. Done I don't it think they'd ever. They done just it read about it. They read about it, and they probably might have seen something, but they definitely didn't do it like this. And when I mean, they, if the vampires are a big problem, they're when they notice. kill Alex Winter, man, that was scary as for, as a twelve year old because the blood, the screaming, and the blood that came down. And then uh, everyone well, his, else didn't falling. his face change right away? Yeah. Wasn't he like not a vampire and we, then he instantly became a well, vampire? Well, the first time we saw that was at the tree when they went and fed on those guys at the... Uh, oh, the drunken... At the drunken like, uh, bonfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember he peeled his head back like a fucking oh, yeah. orange? That but you was, only saw that in shadows, right? No, it was a quick... It was like three... It was like oh, two was frames. It? it was so fast, but it was like creepy. Two frames is all you needed because it really... And it was also the first time that after they fed... They looked the most human you'd ever seen them because they had the blood all over them. They weren't like all kind of uh, glammed up, really. And then uh, once Alex Winter dies and uh, Kiefer kind of confronts him in the thing, and you saw the, uh, the the sun shine in and it gets his arm and he just kind of pulls back. But then we get to your big scene, man. That last fifteen minutes of the mm-hmm. movie, whew, insane. The whole last fifteen minutes, man. If you just go from that scene where they're trying to rescue a nook who's who's tied out front, yeah. while it seems like a storm is a brewing and it's like heading towards the house, and those actors give give it hundred percent to those actors. They were acting opposite nothing, and they were screaming, "Come on, get over here! Come on!" Yeah, look pretty good, man. All you gotta do is vagin vampire coming out here. Some of those deaths, like in when the they house, pushed the when the dog pushed out uh, that one dude that in the one tub. guy into the tub, filled with garlic and uh, and holy water. And I love when he comes in too. He's like, "Garlic won't work, boys. Try holy water, death breath." And then he throws that <laughs> on him, and then the dog kicks him in. Oh, crazy! And how the toilets go crazy and start spewing blood everywhere. And that was the front cover of. Uh, the Fang- Fangoria. Fangoria, where his face... It was really done well. If you look at the makeup in uh, Lost Boys, they no digital effects, I don't think at all. And Herman I don't guy think they got, he got it pretty grisly. Who did? With the, the head vampire. Oh, yeah. Got gored. With that fucking... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, fence oh. post. Yeah. <laughs> fence post. That was like the biggest stake probably in any fucking horror movie. Oh, made me think Salem's a lot. Salem's a lot was another one that kind of... Set the creepiness factor, but was still holding on to that Nosferatu look. I remember being scared of Salem's Lot because of the cover of the book. Oh, yeah. 
Was it, it had that blue? Was it like yeah, the blue same, eye? That's or the same one as VHS uh, cover. It yeah. was like basically his wings, but his his face was kind of glowing. And yeah, it was and it, still one of the creepiest. I'll vampires. tell you what. Early in our household, Stephen King had a reputation of oh, yeah. scaring yeah. the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. Mom loved Stephen King, yeah. and that early stuff those held up. Those films were were scary. Yeah. I mean, like Creepshow was like holy shit. But we were young. I mean, obviously, you watch him now, you're like, what is this goofy shit? Yeah. <laughs> no, back then, tell, tell it to call you Billy. Oh, that crate man. monster you was don't see those creepy things, shit, man. man. I mean, this is pre digital. Pre guy dying from all the goddamn cockroaches. People are desensitized. That, that one holds up. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, you, the cockroach if one. If you're liking your modern horror movies, people thank the old horror movies because that's what we all got fucked up with when yeah. we were younger. And those kids went up to make up the 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 Ty Wests and the uh, the Mike Flanagans who are doing all the like killer horror movies right now. That they that was their favorite stuff. So uh, yeah, I love Lost Boys, man. I love them taking out the guy with the bow and arrow and the that no, the only digital effects were the flying and it and it did look a little digital. When they were flying across right mm-hmm. before Kiefer got like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. got the antlers uh, through him. <laughs> Diane Weist, man. She's like the unsung hero of this movie. She is just so sweet and so relatable and so... And she could. She was like mad, got mad at Corey after a while. Yeah. Like, why are you making up these stories? Like, she, our life is hard enough. She was really like the Tom... She should have done more movies. She was what everyone, I think, thought... She, uh, what's her Sally Field was but I think she was Sally Field in like every movie have you ever seen uh, Bullets Over Broadway with mm, Diane Weist oh, it's so fun man she's a, she's a riot I think she won the Oscar for that she was so good in it and uh, obviously Parenthood and everything was a, a big one Hannah her sister she was great in I always love Diane Weist so anytime she pops up it's great but yeah fabulous movie ended great like you you can send off your audience with that and it had like that Godfather type ending it was brilliantly lit they I'm People don't talk enough about the cinematography, the music, and the lighting in this movie. And that whole last scene, we we forget that that whole last scene with the uh, it's one thing I always hate about Santa Clara is all the damn vampires. He it was completely dark in the kitchen, and he opened the refrigerator to get one of his root beers off mm-hmm. his special shelf. The, the character development, he, he's like, someone took my root beer. <laughs> or I love how he's like, uh, all right, let's go to town, and he starts yeah. the car and he turns it up. Ah, that's as close to town as I like to get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> so that whole last scene lit just by the refrigerator, and when the refrigerator when he delivers that line, the refrigerator door closes and the light goes off on like Diane Weist and all, all the people the that survived cut. that thing. Very similar to like The Godfather, you know, when The Godfather closes the door and the, it I mean, if you're going to copy somebody. Has to do it, man. <laughs> do you hear this week before we get on to uh, <coughs> Aliens, uh, the praise that Martin Scorsese uh, laid down on the Pearl movie? He scared was scared shitless of Pearl, apparently. And he went home and had nightmares about it. And he really? decided to tweet about it. I'm wondering if it's Isn't because he, he... I'm wondering if it's because he, he came off as a little unrelatable when he went hardcore on that anti-Marvel rant. And uh, I agree a lot with of people, most of what he said. No, though. I do too. But still, <laughs> it, it's not a smart thing to alienate any of your Marvel audience. movies, here's my example. Marvel movies is like rock candy and Skittles. Yeah. And it, they're, they taste great. They're well, fun... It's whereas like Zodiac, that's a steak yeah, dinner. Yeah. Well, when, what Martin Scorsese should have said is like, "Hey, there's an audience for that movie, and if you like those yeah. types of movies, man, these are yeah. those are the ones." Why for I you. say it 
why, say it like that. Yeah. That might be you trashing it a little bit, but you're you're at least acknowledging that there's an well, audience I, out that's there. That's why it kind of made me feel when he came out with uh, the low indie budget, less than a million dollar Pearl movie where he came out on it and he was, and he gave it so much praise. You were like, ah, oh, see, now he's uh, he's smarter doing this this way. This is how you do it. And it can't made. And you know what? He has a PR company doing that shit. Oh, and the, but the producer and Ty West came out and they were like, wow. He said, thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, you, that you do that one little tweet and it, it helps out everybody. You know, it's crazy. Social media is crazy. Did you hear about the? Uh, I love the story this week about Leonardo DiCaprio giving Timothy Chalamet uh, two points of advice in his career, and he's like, "Here's the two points of advice I give you: no hard drugs, no superhero movies." Yeah. He says, "You do. You live by that." He says, "You're going to be a great fucking actor," and uh, it'll be interesting if he uh, does it because he's a good actor. I I was kind of on board with him. Everyone knew about this kid before I did, and then I watched him in Dune, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this kid is pretty good." So it'll be interesting to see what he does. I mean. The X Men, to me, are good movies no, that they, don't fall in super. I don't. You, super, you can do superhero movies. You just got to do the right ones and uh, stay out of the big grand giant Marvel universe. Yeah. Probably. I mean, there are people in there that just dip in and dip out. I mean, Michelle Sam, Pfeiffer's in Samuel the uh, Jackson, thing, and he does Samuel Jackson's good in it, though. Stunts, I mean, that's high. And he's not doing silly shit in that movie, and they're not writing him silly shit to do anyways, too. Do but I don't think he would do it. He is probably the most hardcore of everyone in that movie. So. Or those movies. All right, let's go to Aliens, man. I have very fond memories of this because you, me, pretty sure Matt and Dad watched this on HBO. It was one of the latest we were allowed to stay up. We I remember on Park Street, and it didn't end until like after midnight. It ended at like 12.30. And we all sat there and watched it and loved it, loved it, loved it. And I was surprised to you. He knew there was going to be no sex in it, so he, he had no problem. He just sat there and enjoyed it and everything because it... From there was such a, a weird hangout. Yeah, well, fucks too. He didn't like too many f words, but they were pretty. It was spread out. They were spread out in the movie where it wasn't, and everything. they were probably appropriate at the time where he didn't even hear it. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I love the first Alien movie. It was it was a balls out horror movie. I always go in, on and say that there were definitely horror elements in Aliens, but it's definitely more of a sci fi action film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how the continuance with it, where we're getting Ellen Ripley back. A lot of people forget she was also nominated for Best Actress for Aliens. Didn't get it, but was nominated for it. Uh, richly deserved. She's the OG badass bitch, in my opinion, for that type of genre. Before that, I just ordered, uh, speaking of which, I just ordered uh, Foxy Brown and coffee. I was I was on like a uh, Pam Greer kick. Okay. I've been watching a lot of like 70s movies because I've been going back. Because you're running out of movies? No, I've been, <laughs> I've been watching, listening to the Quentin and uh, Rogers pod, and they're recommending movies I've never even heard of. And they were like, oh, you got to watch Demonoid, and you got to watch Blind Rage. Blind Rage I watched the other day. It's about five blind... Uh, bank robbers going into the bank to rob the bank and it was basically Doberman gang remember when they trained Doberman and mm-hmm. the Dobermans to rob the bank and they had the whole bank set up and they, they knew where all their spots were going to be and we saw five blind guys rob this fucking you wouldn't, bank why wouldn't you have at least one sighted no, it criminal was, it was great so they could all get away with it and be like obviously the blind guys didn't pull this off and everything it was fun it was great some so of her I, movies that, that like women in prison yeah like, well Pam Greer was in half of those but it was it made it sound like it was a very overly sexualized movie. Oh, which no, it, most it, of those it, were like female empowerment yes. movies. And same with those Jackie Brown ones. Yeah. People are like, oh, they're exploitation. No, Jackie Brown's kicking ass. She's man. the one kicking ass. Pam Greer is like a badass bitch. And uh, that's why I've been, I've caught her in a couple of these 70s movies I've been watching recently. And uh, I mean, there was a six, 1965 movie I watched the other day called The Collector. 
instantly went on my fantastic list. And it's so good. It's about Terrence, Terrence Stamp. Uh, I wouldn't even have recognized him. He's probably 20. And he kidnaps uh, Samantha, uh, Samantha Eggers, who's a famous 60s actor, actress, and keeps her in a basement, but doesn't do anything to her. He, he collects butterflies, so now he's advanced to collecting humans. And he just wants to talk to her and just wants to feed her and he just wants to take care of her and everything. And he's very respectful to her. The only thing that's horrible is, her, is that he's keeping her down in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a crazy movie. I, re- I really enjoyed it. But getting back to Aliens. I don't know how I got off of that rant, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Sigourney Weaver. Okay. So Sigourney Weaver was the one of the OG badass bitches, and, and Aliens solidified that. You don't get Linda Hamilton in Terminator. Arguably, there's a reason for that because James Cameron has directed both of these. That's always one of the best things about the Alien franchises. You got great directors directing each of the movies. N- none of the directors, except later on when Ridley She did really well in that oh, series. Uh, there wasn't a bad one. There was something Not like her. more than... Yeah. I mean, she was only in the first four, and that's all she really needed to be in. It was She was phenomenal in them. I love it. All, all those. Because right when you thought maybe she wouldn't have been able to pull off four. Four is the one with Winona Ryder, right? Yeah. Where she played like great. this like disassociated clone. Hybrid version of herself. Yeah. Like she wasn't she, even Ripley Moon, really. She, it was a really amazing thing because we had seen her play such... It, you could throw out all the hang-ups and character development and stuff. Emotions. Emotions. That's what it is because she went back for Newt in Aliens. Like, There's a squirrel well, stealing your stuff. What? Motherfucker. The, uh, <laughs> the way she goes after Newt in the end of Aliens, she would never go after anyone really like that in Resurrection. She kind of saved them because she, had, she yeah. was using them to kind of to her end. But uh, I loved her. The character development from you watch one and then watch two and watch where she goes, especially that opening scene. And I beg people if you watch an aliens, watch the director's cut. My god, it's the best director's cut out there. There's a lot of director's cuts that you can be like, eh, I'll just watch the theatrical version. This one, do you still they, have your quadrilogy? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm never getting rid of that. Uh, it's just it's got like 65 hours of special features on it. It's like unbelievable. You could spend a month watching the alien movie, four alien movies and all the special features on it. It's so good. And I, I watched them when I first got it, but I should revisit all those special features because you get to see James Cameron on the set screaming at people. And then there's a moment where he, uh, is a Muppet. Uh, yeah, sort of. There's a moment <laughs> where he's got the face, uh, hugger. And it's supposed to remember it's where Paul Reiser stuck the face hugger in the room with Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver and Newt. And it was supposed to. Like, Paul Reiser. And uh, we made a bad call. We made a Ripley. bad call, Ripley. <laughs> still one of his best roles. He's come back pretty famously, too. Uh, and still doing solid shit. But there's a scene where James Cameron wants the the crew members to move the thing just right. And uh, in, in the documentary, you get to see him rip it out of their hands. He said, no, I want you to do it like this. Here, I'll do it. And people are like, this is the thing with James Cameron. James Cameron's do. done every job on the set, and he's done it way better than you. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're not bringing your A game, he will he will take call that camera from you. He'll call you out, or he'll take the camera from you. And he'll be like, I'm doing it. I'll do it. I'll do the sound. I'll hold the mic. He can do all those jobs just as well. And really, he's not hes not really known as an asshole, per se, on the set, but he's also... He, he wants what he wants. He wants what he wants, and he's stern, but it's not like a... Uh, what's it's that? not David O. Russell. David O. Russell. That was the name I was just trying to pull on my ass, which he still, Who is the, which he still Ro- makes movies. Robbie... Uh, what's her name? Who's this? Actress? Yeah. Robbie... Roby. Margot Robbie? Yeah. She says shit about him for Amsterdam? Yeah, she said, she said, and I'm looking forward to Amsterdam. I shouldn't be. It was be a going duality. To... She's like, 
it's very, very, very difficult and yet exhilarating at the same time. Yeah, that's why people keep coming back for him. That's yeah. why Christian Bale works with him yeah. all the time. He makes good movies. I can't avoid his movies, but, but because after, he's not doing anything besides being an ultra prick. But, man, it's hard to watch the... Uh, uh, the, what's her What's her name? Oh, I'm trying to help you oh, make God. your movie better. Oh, Jesus. The girl from 9 to 5. Uh, yeah. I can't think of her name. She's really good. David uh, and Russell ruined it. Yeah. We can't think of her anymore. God. Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin, thank you. Oh, man, it's so... Uh, she, if you watch she that... She stayed pretty Oh, she tight, paid though. mellow. She's dealt with assholes before on the set. Yeah. She just wasn't. She was already I mean, like, it's, up there. Yeah. It's, it sucks. Which is fine. If you know going in, he's going to be a dick. It'd be like George hanging Cooley out with Jason. Him in, George Cooley punched him in the face. I mean, you know how much it has to get for an actor to physically oh, assault Jesus. a director? Yeah. And then to be all right with it. It wasn't a big story. We heard about it years later. <laughs> it wasn't like we heard the next day. Uh, George Cooley punched him. <laughs> what was it? It was a comedian. It, it was a comedian. He's like, he's like, celebrities should have like debits and credits. He's like, so, so if Tom Hanks punches somebody in the face, my first reaction would be, what did that person do to Tom Hanks? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you'd never expect it. Well, and it's it's interesting for every uh, Will Smith uh, kind of uh, argument uh, or <coughs> altercation, there's probably 10 we would never know about that everyone's agreed never to speak of. Yeah. There's so many of those, and that's why I love when you can listen to a podcast and someone slips with something, and you're like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I love it when someone comes out and then asks somebody who's the worst person you've ever worked with, and they, do, they don't hesitate for like one yeah, yeah, yeah. second. They're like, Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, like so quick, they didn't even have to think Wait, about We like it. to point out that, that he just randomly picked that name. No, someone <laughs> hated Lisa Kudrow. Really, really? Yeah. Oh. yeah. The worst person, the most horrible person they've ever met. Wow. And they said, Lisa Kudrow. That's hilarious. And then some of her friends came out and said, you don't know her. Like, it's like every stand-up blah, 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 comedian like, has agreed that they will all shit on Carlos Mancia. They don't give a shit. I don't think Carlos uh, gives a shit either. Yeah, he makes so much I've money. heard the same thing. To be honest with you, stand-up comedians shit on Robin Williams for the same reason. Robin Williams stole jokes from people. Yeah. Hardcore. Like, hardcore stole the jokes from people. I, it's funny. I listen to so much comedy that, like, like Jim like Jim Norton and, like, uh, the guy with too, from Too Much Tuno. Who's the... Mm. the oh, what's Ferguson? No, no. Jane, John Mulaney. Oh, Mulaney, yeah. They both have a story about and making pancakes and bringing them on the airplane, like sitting in a row with someone who was pulling pancakes out of the bag and eating them. Interesting. Exactly. Like, oh, it was so weird. That yeah. One of them stole it from the other. Had to have. There's no way you could yeah, have not known that joke. Yeah, that seems random enough. Yeah, people point that out who, who has done it, and uh, yeah, it, it, seems, it seems shady. But be funny about it. Like, Tosh always takes jokes, but he takes them in a different direction that nobody was ever thinking about it. No. He'll like start a joke and you're like, oh, great. Another one of these jokes. And, <laughs> and it's like, it's like Carlin said it 50 times, but then he goes in a different yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the key to doing so. it. But, so if we look at this cast and, and that's where it really, and, and you can't really say it was any better than the alien cast. The other alien ca- cast was, was great. great. Harry Dean Stanton, Yafat yeah. Koto, uh, all those people were, uh, what Tom Skerritt, loved Tom Skerritt in that movie. The the, the girl from uh, The Birds, I can't remember her name. Mackenzie is Who it? played, Phillips. Uh, uh, who played the Bilbo Pumpkinhead guy? guy. Uh, yeah, Lance Henriksen. Yeah. So yeah, if we're talking aliens. Lance Henriksen, Bill Paxton, uh, <laughs> Michael <Harley>. Bean. <laughs> Michael Bean. I always hear things about that he might be a more of a difficult actor to work with. But it, it's. More, I heard that from Tombstone about uh, on he was Tombstone. So good. I, if if that's the performance yeah. you get out of him for you being get an to asshole, be a dick. let him be an asshole. Well, I'm sure 
people don't like Daniel. When they hear they're working with Daniel Day Lewis, they have two thoughts. They're like, I'm going to work with the greatest actor I've ever seen. I'm about to have a miserable experience. Yeah, for Sean Penn. Sean Penn's the same thing. Ask Michael J. Fox about being on a set of uh, Casualties of War. Oh, yeah. Right, he'll talk to you about that. <laughs> or maybe he won't because it's he's talked about it enough. It's, it's those... Uh, method actors. It's always method actors that they have a problem with. Where certain actors can, and I always go back, and I, I may have mentioned it on the pod before, but it always goes back to uh, Dustin Hoffman was a method actor. And it was a great story about him being on the Marathon Man uh, with Sir Laurence Olivier. And Laurence Olivier played, obviously, the Nazi dentist and everything. And there's a scene where... Uh, oh, there's a scene yeah, where uh, I remember Dustin this. Hoffman. They show up to set, and Dustin Hoffman's running around, he like, has to around be, the block because he had to deliver his lines. He's got to deliver his line, and he's got to be that out makes of breath. Sense. So that's not so much acting as that's well, making he preparing really, yourself. He really did it. Like he was running and running and running, and. Uh, uh, Lawrence Olivier says, uh, what are you doing? He says, well, I got a method. You know, I got to go uh, get this. Thing. He says, well, why don't you just try acting, dear boy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, totally that's how a very would, British thing to say. That's very how, how he would say it, too, because yeah. Lawrence Olivier, is, he's a classical kind of trained theater, theater actor. Yeah. I mean, he had been in so many Shakespeare plays and played Julius Caesar and everything. So uh, I always love that. I appreciate method actors. To be honest with you, I, would, I had no problem if, if the output for a method actor on the set that I was directing was so good, I would be like, do whatever the fuck you want, man. You want to get there? You want to like uh, pretend you're a, a crazy man or want to be called Mr. President like, uh, uh, like Daniel Day-Lewis? You go for it. So I, I think that's probably more of what the Michael Behan type stuff. I mean, he was amazing as Hicks in that uh, movie. Hudson, you got the uh, the girl who played Vasquez was so good. The other guy with the big gun that was uh, friends with uh, friends with her. Everybody, man. But it was the the tenseness and the action. You know, there was a certain obviously it was a different type of tenseness than Alien. Alien, you got one alien. You don't know if he's around the corner. And in this movie, there's uh, dozens of Calling aliens, him. and you know they're around the corner, but you it you can't do anything about it. It baffles me that the scene where they set up the uh, the two big things in the director's cut that were cut that should have always been in there is when Newt's parents were taken, when they went out and you realized that Newt's parents are the ones that discovered the boat, uh, discovered the sh- the down ship, and got face huggers on it, and they the wife brought the husband back to the uh, to the car, and they opened the uh, thing, and Newt screams because he sees her the face hugger on her father's throat. Great scene. And they showed the complex. The complex that we're about to see, you saw like Newton, her brother, riding their big wheels around mm-hmm. it and shit. You were like, oh, this is awesome. And then the other big scene was where they set up the gaunt- the, the guns oh, in yeah. the tunnel. And they were they put like 300 rounds in it. Uh, a thousand. Was it and a thousand had, rounds? Yeah, and they had, for each. And then you're and watching it. Counter. They're watching it on the cameras, them going down. They were like, oh, man. It's probably crazy because that, that technology probably didn't exist back then. Yeah. But now I'm sure it does. And it, it was a great scene. And it led right up to the scene where, uh, oh, you're not reading it right. You know, when they, they come <laughs> from above that they said. It's, it looks Six like, meters. They're yeah, in the goddamn it room. It says we're in the room. <laughs> you're reading it wrong. No, I'm reading it right. And then. They look up and they. Ah, I love that scene. From that scene forward, the crawling movie, through the tunnel. Ah, the crawling to the tunnel. The one guy <laughs> who was an asshole that sacrificed himself that died with the uh, with Vasquez was awesome. The the splitting up of the characters, Newt being there was so much tension in that thing. That, I'd have left her. Oh God, oh, it's a, it's a hard decision. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> 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 oh man, see ya. <laughs> well, it, it's different with with mm. Ellen because Ellen. That was another scene cut from the director's cut. Her when, 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 the... 
when uh, they show the picture of her daughter and you realize that her daughter died when she was in hypersleep. Uh, between okay. Alien and Alien 2, when she woke up, before she had that nightmare and everything and she was in the hospital and everything, they came out and talked to her and said, this was your daughter. She she died at the ripe old age of like 79 because Ellen was in stasis for like 60 years. So her nine-year-old that she left was dead, <laughs> had a full life and yeah. died. So her meeting Newt was almost like, oh my God, I got like a second daughter. And she probably thought, even in her head before she, we even even before she survived or saved her that I'm going to adopt this girl. She's going to be mine after this because she's got no family. Obviously I would like to think that if she didn't die in the pods in the beginning of alien three, because they didn't want to pay to bring her back, uh, (laughs) that she would have been her daughter. It would have been interesting uh, to see that. And that might be a new way to show the aliens thing. If she hadn't died, but then you're going to change mythology and you got to go to hold. Well, they can always like, we kept a piece of her DNA and we grew her in a lab. (laughs) I, I also love the, the idea of making one of the robots good because we saw uh we saw what's his name ian Holm in the first one play an evil robot he was a company line and, man. and so it made sense when she he freaked told the out company line. remember when uh when they did that hand thing yeah, with yeah, the yeah. knife mm-hmm. and ellen like stood up kicked her chair back and said you didn't tell me there was a synthetic on board but there's always a synthetic on board why why wouldn't i tell you that uh, well, why should I have told you that? And then they, he, real, Paul Reiser realized, oh, they had a malfunction. And then Lance Henriksen's like, oh, that's what, the unit? old model. Yeah. He says, oh, those things were always quirky. That that would never possibly, I could never hurt a human. And st- turns out he is true. And I mean, he he served a lot of functions. She didn't trust. She wouldn't him. have picked him up in the. Sh- I mean, he. Well, she didn't trust him to the whole thing up, and, yeah. until even she was cursing his name because remember she goes all the way down, gets Newt, like untethers the uh, the alien uh, queen by accident, uh, or forces the alien to be untethered, and then that chases her up the elevator, and then when he get, she gets to the top and the ship isn't there, you were like, oh shit, man, he did fuck her. Then realizing he just circled around because it was getting unstable, and then you thought that was the ending, and it had that nope. tag ending on it that was, oh my god, man. This movie had everything, and I follow. Uh, I like to think that uh, the it baffles end, me when people don't like this movie. Big Trouble in Little China when the little monster's hanging on the truck at the very end. Yeah, I like to think that was an homage to this. It could have been. They both came out in 1986, <laughs> both Fox films. <laughs> it's like, oh, the alien got on the ship. Yeah, it could have very well been. But yeah, that ending and then splitting uh, Bishop in half and then opening the fucking thing and that the Do you only think logical the scene thing with her in the suit inspired Avatar, obviously, right? With her in the suit from the first. Oh, from the, uh, uh, oh, in that walking yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. The, the thing with Stephen Lang. Yeah, the Stephen Lang suit from yeah. the original Avatar. No, that yeah. was from Cameron's one? or That's Cameron's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he just, he thought that was such a great idea. Yeah. I have no problem when he wants to bring that. I am so interested about this new Avatar because no one's interested in it. No, there probably is. And I love the first Avatar. People forget good. how good that original Avatar is. People but, forget how... It was a it was a greedy corporation story as much as it was a tech it's a the, contact story. I think it's the balls that he's come out and said there's like six of them. <laughs> and six I was like, just 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 give us one, James. We'll give, let you give know. Give us you ones. We'll one. let you know if there's going to be another if one. If it makes a million, if it makes a billion dollars, you can I, do it. I know one. it will, and everyone will go see it, and I will go see it. I guarantee you, I'll be there opening day to see. The I mean, he loves movie. making movies, and. Uh, I don't think I'll see it in 3D. I'm not really interested, even though it does seem like that one probably is the one you see. If I see it a second time, maybe I'll, I'll tell see you it in 3D. what the 
the colorization really oh, yeah. struck me. Well, the problem with the trailer, and they better be releasing a new trailer, and people were pissed that at, uh, that that D23 conference that they didn't release a trailer because I still think it's 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 under Disney's kind of realm because of Fox. I think they technically own the Alien franchise. No, uh, no way. I'm, we're talking uh, Avatar. I still think that's Fox Disney property. I'm not sure. I saw a cool article in the newspaper the other day that said basically Fox wanted him to change some things in Avatar. Yeah. And he said, he said, uh, I made Titanic and it bought you a half a billion dollar movie lot. Yeah. I said, we're not making any changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> James Cameron, I, he deserves to get levity to do whatever the hell he wants. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure they'll all be great. The only problem I have is they're just, the only trail they have out there is with all the blue creatures. And I want to see the humans. I, that was what was interesting to me, the human factor. In it. I, and I hope it's a good balance. I love the idea of plugging into a suit and you're in there and then you can come out and the idea that you have to, if you, another alternative of killing Sam Worthington in the first one is going after his body. Go after the guy that's laying down uh, in in that pod. Don't go after the guy that's swinging the axe yeah. at you in front of mm-hmm. you. And I thought that was ingenious. I was like, oh, now he found him in the Michelle Williams stuff uh, or uh, Michelle Rodriguez stuff I thought was great. I'm interested in who comes back. I know Sigourney's going to come back for it, and uh, it, it's going to be... What, um, I mean, there's a reason why he's keeping it kind of... Hidden. Who was the bad guy in the first one? Stephen Lang. It's a shame. No, the other... The, the sleazy oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, we, he didn't die or anything, did he? I don't think he did. I bet he comes back then. Uh, but, Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, he was so, oh, so good, good in that movie. That's like putting Charlie Day in that uh, spot, which also would have been good. It's something mm-hmm. about that little that little guy that's like compensating as a uh, as a tough tycoon mm-hmm. type thing, and you'll do this and you'll do that, and uh, after there's something about after the ore, you know, the the dirty company trying to get all the uh, it has environmental comp. It like, does, but it's not like to it. It's not like to me at least like we're ruining in a civil a whole civilization to, to me it didn't beat me in the face like a lot of people no. like claim that it did you know it didn't oh, beat me in the face as long as you tell a good story around it hey yeah. i'll watch fern gully i don't give a shit i like greedy corporation movies <laughs> <laughs> you guys weren't rooting for the greedy corporation what <laughs> am i the only one <laughs> Giovanni Bisi was my hero in that movie. Speaking of greedy corporations, he tanked that idea. I, I know was, he did. It, aliens. I was rooting for the greedy, the greedy corporation too. All he wanted to do was get an alien back there. Oh, they God. didn't care. What I else. love Guy I, Pierce's character in Prometheus. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, and I appreciate James Cameron just working so hard and so many years on it too. You know, I mean, he, this might be his last thing he does. I mean, because he's got he's, five more. He's got four five more. more to do, and he's already. And I don't know if the. Did he say six more or six total? I think. Six total, maybe, but I think this one's like two and a half hours or something. And uh, is he filming others at the same time? He must so you're be like continuing the universe. You, you can't really stop doing it when you're using those actors. And I wonder if what's the question is: Is he doing it uh, Peter Jackson style, where Sigourney Weaver is? Uh, Half of that movie must be easy. all the stuff with the aliens is on a soundstage. So yeah. it's like you come to work every day. Well, that's what my question is: leave. Is Sigourney Weaver coming in and doing scenes from Avatar four? And then also doing scenes from Avatar 2, and he's just banking all that material and says, I know I need this. Why not? He's got all the scripts. Let's say you need her for a total of 80 minutes for over four films or something. Get her out. You just, it's two months. As long as you have, you have to have storyboarded, like, and he's an artist, so there's no problem with that. I'm sure but he he's James all. Cameron. I'm sure he could tell you the entire lore of oh, this yeah, yeah, all the way yeah. to the end. To you say, James, shut up, man. I don't want to hear anymore. I know. I mean, this isn't <laughs> Michael Mann What's, doing these uh, things. <laughs> what was it? South Park that made fun of him? 
Uh, probably. They attack everybody. <laughs> James Cameron. <laughs> yeah, like a song about him going to the bottom of the ocean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little... That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so I, I love Aliens. I, I'm. It's one of my favorite franchises, but it's without a doubt my favorite movie from that franchise. Uh, number one made my top 100 also, just not as high on the list as Aliens. So, Yeah, so Joel Schumacher and James Cameron get some love this week. So you'd be interested in seeing what, uh, what movies we pick next week. But that's where we will bring you to. And next week, we're going to be talking about two more, probably with me and Justin. And uh, I don't know what he's going to pick. He doesn't know what I'm going to pick. But if you want to get a hold of us, tell us what your thoughts are on The Lost Boys or Aliens or uh, the possibility of remakes of... They have done remakes to The Lost Boys, though. Did they? I, I never saw it. They, I think there was like two or three of them, actually. Like- it had like a weird subtitle, Lost Boys, The Lost Coven, or something like that. It was something like that. Search for Holy Grail. Yeah, Search for Holy Grail. Could have been it. <laughs> we also have not got an Indiana Jones trailer. Come on, man. Give us an Indiana Jones trailer. I hear it made fucking indie. Uh, it had made uh, Harrison Ford weep like a child. Uh, I heard that too. That was funny. It, it's filled with good people. Mads Mickelson's in it. Boyd Holbrook's in it. That girl from Fleabag's in it. It's going to be good. I think they're going to right the wrong of uh, that one that will not be spoken I about. I want to read you a movie quote. Oh, nice. You tell me what movie it was from. Oh, shit. Okay. It's a little speech, like two, two sentences okay. or three sentences. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. But a man worthwhile is a man who can smile when his shorts are too tight for his seat. It's all Caddyshack right there, man. <laughs> Someone sent me that at a text. Yeah, I, was uh, like, I was like, wait a he's minute. A, he's I about to this? break yeah. that champagne over the fucking <laughs> You scratched thing. my dinghy. <laughs> you scratched my anchor. You scratched my anchor. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I just recently watched Caddyshack again. I, I don't know why I thought about it. but uh, Yeah, it's a great one. All right. So if you want to get a hold of us, you could always shoot us an email, films at gmail.com, or you could visit our Facebook page. We could see all the cool collages we uh, set up, and you can uh, message me or Justin on there, and we'll get back to you. Or you could also leave us a like or a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes, our two platforms. And Or you could go to our theme park we just opened. Yeah. Fascinating. Or films. go to Dave's house. The door is open. <laughs> that is parallel. <laughs> all right. Until next week. See you. Bye. Hudson, just deal with it because we need you and I'm sick of your bullshit.